What's up, what's up everybody? Hope you have all been well. Had a good day today. I went to the Target range. I bought me a new gun last night. Yeah. I haven't had a gun in a couple years. I've bought and sold a lot of guns. I just figured I should have another one. <laughs> it's time. I sold my last gun. Actually, I traded my last gun. And um, I had a Beretta 92F. A 92F, I think. The gun that was in Lethal Weapon. The gun the military was carrying for a while. I think they still might be. The 9mm. Great gun. I liked it. It had a little bit of weight to it in case I ever had a pistol whip somebody. That's where some other brands beat Glock. Uh, they're better at pistol whipping. Had a Glock 2 before that. I, yeah, the one I had before that was the Glock uh, Model 22 40 Cal. Same ones. Uh, same one a lot of the police carry. Kind of a large handgun. Uh, decent gun. You know, ugly as shit. I'm not a fan of the way Glock looks, but super reliable. And if you just want to kill, it's where it's at. Before that, I had a Taurus. Uh, Millennial 45. That was actually one of my favorite handguns. That one right there. That thing was awesome. Uh, especially for the money. I bought that thing used at a pawn shop for 260 bucks. Great gun. I just, you know, I have them. I don't shoot them as much as I think I'm gonna. And then uh, I'll buy them, sell them, get something else. So I had no guns. And I kind of felt like a bitch. Because my son, who is just turned 11, has two. He doesn't have handguns yet, right? Because he's not 21, but he's got a nice uh, over and under. I got him 20 gauge, and he's got a like a it's like an AR-15 look-alike. It's a it's a 22. Uh, it's a Mossberg 22. Um, I think the mechanics on the thing are a piece of shit. Honestly, I Mossberg really disappointed me with this one. Just cheap clips, cheap plastic all over it. The thing's a hunk of shit. But anyway, I guess it'll kill somebody if you need it to. So I got uh, this gun. I almost forgot what the fuck I bought. Smith & Wesson Shield 9mm, right? I think that's like the most popular handgun that's sold new in America anyway. I like it. I got the all black one or blued, they call it. I, I like that better. Um, the one that's the two-tone, I just, I'm not into those. I just don't like the two-tone look where the top's like silver and the bottom's, you know, tan or black or whatever. So, uh, not a bad gun, man. I'm $289 and, and not a bad gun. I'm very impressed with it. I'm glad I went with the 9mm instead of the 45. I really wanted the 45 at first just because I kind of like that big, slow round. Um, I'm pretty accurate. I'm almost more accurate with a 40 or 45 than I am a 9. I don't know why. I don't know if it's like the, the, the weight of the, the, the guns. I, I don't know what it is. I'll tell you this much. I'm glad I went with the 9, though. Because when you get those really subcompact pistols that are like, uh, the grip's all polymer. You know, the, the gun's almost all like all one piece. Well, the bottom part of the gun is all one piece. The recoil is a hell of a lot worse, man. A hell of a lot worse. Full-size pistol, 45 all day. No big deal. You know, you get the rubberized grips or um, it's just the gun itself is bigger. So it absorbs more of the punch. You know, I'm a big guy. And I got big-ass hands. And um, I put 75 rounds to that thing today and... Uh, it was starting to get in my hand a little bit. So I think, uh, you know, subcompact, one-piece polymer grip, um, a 9, you know, maybe for the ladies, a 380. I think a 45 is too much for, for that size gun. I really do. But the next one I want to get, this gun store is awesome. I've never been to this place. It's fucking awesome. It's like the, a grocery store for guns and ammo and apparel. Just weapons. Just weapons. Went there two days in a row. I went there last night. I couldn't shoot the gun last night because there's just too many people people there. So we went today. I took my son. 
And uh, I caught myself looking at more guns. <laughs> Just bought one last night. There I am at the showcase. You know, and I was looking at um, I was looking at a Ruger. I like the Rugers too. I, I really, really like the. Um, I really want a revolver. I really do. But they there was what was the one I was looking at? This one was a forty-five full size. It was the Ruger, the Ruger American standard American forty-five badass gun. Uh, the one that was there. It was like a, um, it was like a blued, it was like a, uh, when I say blued, I mean like, you know, for those that don't know, blued means black in, in gun terms, but it was like a blued blue. Okay. It was like more on the bluish side, right? Like a, like a off grayish blue, whatever. It was fucking badass. Had little slots in the front for the little, uh, the laser sight. Although I don't want a laser sight. Like this one's going to be for home defense. I mean, I already got a shotgun. My son's got a shotgun in the house. You know, that's that's good for home defense. But really, for home defense, you want to have a gun in almost any room of the house. If the intruder... You got to remember, the person that's breaking into your house, if you're at home, they have a plan. And they have a plan in case you wake the fuck up. All right? So it's easier to have a gun. If you're in a living room, you have one under a couch cushion or in a drawer. In the bedroom, you have one under the mattress or in a drawer or whatever. You want to be able to get to it quick. And for a long time, I didn't do this because I thought that, like, look, the likelihood of my son getting it and killing himself is a lot higher than me having to kill somebody that breaks in my house. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I know people say you can get the lock cases, your fingerprints will open it and this and that. I, I don't know, man. I just didn't do it. I, I felt like, yeah, that sounds great, but in the dark... In a perfect world, I just got to be able to pull the fucking shit out and shoot somebody. I do want to get the full-size handgun uh, for home defense. I'm going to keep the other one in my truck, the little uh, Smith & Wesson. I like that gun a lot. I like that. I was going to get the the easy 2.09. It just, the, the action works a lot easier. The slide slides back nice and easy. The clips has got a softer spring. You know, the mechanics of the gun are just easier. It's like another 110 bucks. And I started really feeling like a bitch. Like, cause the guy at the gun store was like, I was asking him about the difference. I'm like, what, what other difference other than the easier mechanics of the gun and the, um, the slotted front end, if you're going to put on a, um, like a laser sight or whatever, what other difference is it? And he's like, well, do you have weak hands? Do you have arthritis? And I'm like, uh, point taken, just a regular please. <laughs> but he's right. He's right. And, and, I have a bad habit of when something comes out, like the 2.0 easy, it hasn't been out that long. And I overheard a guy, you know, at work talking about it. And I was like, well, yeah, I guess that's good. And I started watching YouTube videos, right? Well, of course, any fucking gun you type in in YouTube, the person's a fan of it, right? Because they just bought this shit. They don't want to feel stupid. Like nobody makes a YouTube video that's like, yeah, I just bought this, man. This thing's a fucking piece of shit. Because nobody wants to think that their money was uh, not well spent, right? The only people that give reviews like that are people that somebody loans them the guns or, or they're trying them out or people give them shit. Like that one dude, he, he talks like he's Russian. I think the guy's from like Georgia uh, in the U.S. He talks like he's a Russian though. And that guy has millions of subscribers, man. I, I can't remember his fucking name. The guy builds like rocket launchers and shit and like... um. There was one video the dude was driving a fucking tank through town. He's like, hey, we're going to take this tank through McDonald's. And I'm like, is this for real? And, well, come to find out, that dude is sponsored by a lot of people. 
And people send this dude all kinds of shit to test out. I mean, the biggest, baddest assault rifles, you know, full auto weapons. I mean, you name it. I think in one of his videos, he was in a helicopter, like shooting hogs or something. I, I can't remember the name of that um, that guy. I don't know what the hell I'm even talking about this for. Anyway, I bought a gun and I went shooting today. And I realized that I'm the worst kind of person that can own a fucking gun. All right. I like just riding down the road in my truck and holding it. Just, just you know, just, just looking at it, you know. And I'm pissed off at the world half the time I'm out in public or I'm outside of my home. And I'm pissed off at the world when I'm in my home. But when I go out, like lately, it's been bad. It's been bad. I'll be riding down the road like people in my stupid fucking mask, you stupid motherfuckers. All these rules in the story one way. Shut the fuck up. And I, and I find myself with this kind of hostility riding down the road, holding a pistol, listening to Lamb of God on my stereo, and I realized that that's not a good combination. That's not a good combination at all. New rule. Other than playing with my gun in my truck, this tinted, <laughs> the gun's not going to come out unless someone else has a weapon. All right? That, that's the rule. I, I just, like, I'm bad about getting, like, when I get into something. Number one, having to have the best of the best of the best, right? Like... I'm kind of bad about that. And I I talk about that a lot, like in the podcast and in articles about how, you know, you shouldn't have to only get involved in something when you can get the best of the best, right? Like if you want to get into kayaking, not being able to get a a $1,500 kayak should not prevent you from getting out there and having fun and just kayaking, right? I mean, I know people have gotten used kayaks. Some of them even knew, I think for a couple hundred bucks and they're out there having a blast, right? But I think a lot of us, and I think this is a lot easier to fall into when you get older, too. It's like it's like you just fucking forget how to do it. Like, you just forget how to have fun, right? Like, everything has to be the best. And, you know, I've talked about this before. Like, I, I had this hang-up one time. I was like, you know, I can't go camping unless I have, like, a camper and this and that. And, you know, I wouldn't go camping for, like, a while because I value my sleep. I didn't know sh- I don't sleep good on, you know, the fucking ground compared to like a bed but I didn't know about it like I didn't know all these new things came out all these lightweight thin air mattresses and all these things to make it actually easier and more affordable although some of the stuff that the really good stuff is not that affordable but it's not like you're blowing your wad on a fucking camper shit you know how many hotel rooms you can get how many flights you can get how many miles you can get and gas tanks full of gas you can get for like the cost of a fucking camper. Jesus, man. But you know, we overcomplicate stuff, right? We overcomplicate stuff. I can't do it unless I had the best of the best. And it's like, so I said, look, in the past, you know, I bought my Beretta. That was almost a $600 gun. I think it was right at 600. When I bought the Glock, I think it was like right at five. I said, you know what the fuck, man? Just, just buy the goddamn $289 handgun. It'll kill somebody just as easy. And you know, and you gotta love these people too, man. And you know, I never fell victim to this, but a lot of people, they do. They're like, oh, you know, well, if you get a nine, it's not enough knockdown power. And you got to, they might keep coming at you. You, you a 45 or, or nothing else will work. Let me tell you something, man. You shoot someone's ass with some nine hollow points or some uh, tactical rounds. They're not going to keep coming at you. All right. You got to think the size of the, look at the size of the barrel. All right. Look at the end, the size of the hole. That's the size of the hole that's going to pour the blood out of somebody's body. Just one of them. Now think how much blood comes out of your arm if an 18-gauge goes in it, right? 
If you ever donate blood, you get an 18 gauge in the arm usually. Do you know how long that fucker bleeds for after you're done donating blood? You 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 put a uh, they put a bandaid on it, right? Or like um um then they use that shit on top of the bandaid, don't they? That that I don't know what the hell it is, like fucking human duct tape with fancy colors. But I've had times where it's like three hours later, four hours later, I remove the fucking bandaid and the bitch still is dripping blood. So what do you think a bullet hole bigger than a pencil tip, much bigger, right? Because if you had the great the, the awesome hollow point rounds. Which, for those of you who didn't know, hollow point rounds were a safety measure. They were made to go in somebody, blow apart, but the bullet was not made to keep going. So, like, police officers and, and um, people that are shooting somebody when there could be other people around, it's a safety measure. It just also happens to really fuck somebody up really bad. So, you got the uh, tungsten carbide rounds, right? Or not tungsten. Not nah, What the fuck am I talking about? No, maybe they are tungsten. Maybe they are. It's, it's a tungsten... Not carbide. What the hell is it? It's two kinds of metal that don't normally go together. So when they hit something, they just they blow apart even more. Maybe somebody listening to this knows what the hell they're talking about. I sure as hell don't. I'm not a gun expert, guys. I'm so full of shit. <laughs> oh, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. Even a 380, man. Shoot someone's ass with a fucking 380. Like, right? It's like ballistic rounds, right? You, they're probably going to fucking die. Just shoot them and just... Don't call 911 for a little while, you know? Go get a milkshake, sit down, watch them die. Tell them how bad they fucked up. Tell them where they're going. To hell. So I say, get the damn gun that you're comfortable with. Right? I mean, because the reality of it is this. Most people are going to get a gun. They're not going to shoot it enough to be familiar with it. They're not going to drive down the road in their truck and play with it. And get familiar with it. And know how to reach for it in the dark. Just get familiar with your gun. Play with your gun. Sleep with your gun. I'm just really glad I got another one. You know? I, I need a new hobby. I did. I need a new hobby. I mean, granted my life is not bad. I have a good life. Funny story for you guys. It, it, just when you think you're having a bad life. Let me tell you. This is a good, a good gun story. So I was at another gun store a few years ago. There was a target range in the back. And they sold the guns up front. And there was this uh, guy that worked there. He's probably like in his late 50s. Heavy set dude with a beard. I don't know why the fuck I felt the need to mention that, but he was a heavy set dude with a beard in his late 50s. And um, he was like, you know how I got into, you know how I got into shooting guns? He's like, I didn't know anything about guns for the longest time. He's like, I worked at the social security office for like 30 fucking years. And every day I go to work, I'd have some son of a bitch screaming in my face, cussing at me because they couldn't get their check. He's like, so one day I decided to go to the target range to buy a gun, to load a few clips, and to fire that motherfucker off as rapidly as I could to get out my anger. And a couple times a week, for like the next 20 years, on my lunch break, I'd eat my sandwich, I'd go to that range, and I'd unload a couple clips to take out my anger. So just when you think that um, your job's rough, you know, talk to someone who's worked at the fucking Social Security Department. Could always be worse. I know what I was going to say. I, I, I got off on a tangent. I was talking about how I don't want a laser sight on the front of a gun for home defense. I want the, the strobe. I think that's better. You know, I just think that watching somebody get shot to death with a strobe effect going would be pretty badass. <laughs> no, I just think that 
to me, not letting them see the person is killing them, you know, that little whole blinding effect, it's just a good defense measure. Because if they have a gun, guess what? They can't kill you now. They don't know what the hell they're shooting at. With a laser sight, they could potentially still see you. It's just a little red thing coming out of the gun. I want the strobe effect. Now, we'll make believe it's a Halloween movie or something. Pow, 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 pow. Thriller! Woo! All right, on to the bodybuilding information. What I'm going to talk about today is a follow-up podcast to my article that I wrote about uh, affordable muscle-building foods. And I received a comment on that article, and I'm not mad. I know this person probably assumed that I was an idiot reading this article, and it's it's there's no reason to be mad at them. They've just been fed the bullshit that everyone else is spewing about bodybuilding and nutrition. And I just decided to uh, talk about it and uh, elaborate on what it is I was talking about when I talk about muscle building foods that are affordable, which they were healthy foods. They contained a little more fat than, than other things. Like I said, hey, ground beef instead of maybe boneless, skinless chicken. Why? Well, because it's fucking cheaper. It's more calorie dense and there's more fats and it takes fats to build muscle. All right. So let me explain the difference. Let me explain what I mean by this. I can remember when I was trying to eat more food to grow muscle, all right? Because that's a given. If you don't eat, you're not getting bigger, period. I got very, very full trying to do it um, with all healthy stuff. The quantities of food that I, the, the, the substance that I had to take in wasn't as calorie dense as eating other things. It wasn't fucking realistic. Not only was it not realistic as far as what I could afford, it wasn't realistic as far as what I could take in, all right? What's easier? Getting a thousand fucking calories from a few slices of pizza or trying to get a thousand calories from chicken breasts, let alone the fact that you don't need that much protein. Now, this is where people are getting it wrong. The internet is fucking it up for some people. What you're getting is the mainstream stuff. You're hearing all the mainstream stuff in the hype of building muscle. You're not getting the fucking truth. So when you read something like this, like, oh, John Doe says to have a cheat meal every fucking day. Yeah, every fucking day, man. Every fucking day. If you're a hard gainer. I'm not talking about the guy with a lot of body fat that needs to lose fat or wants to build muscle at the same time as he's losing fat, which is possible if you're new. I'm talking about that dude... We all know them. That's like, man, I just, I eat and I eat and I eat and I don't, and I don't grow. No, you fucking don't. You think you eat and you eat and you eat. The reality of it is, is you're probably eating a couple times a day and you, you're eating what you think is a lot, but it's really not a lot. Like if we broke the caloric intake down, it's not a lot. And either you're not eating the essential foods that have the right nutrients for the basic building blocks of growth and then eating calories on top of that. Or you are eating the essential foods to grow, but you're not eating enough calories. What are calories? Calories are stored energy, okay? If you're a hard gainer, you probably don't have a lot of body fat on you. Most hard gainers don't. They're like thin, wiry individuals. I was one of them. I was 140 pounds when I started doing this. I'm currently, what am I, 235, 236, but I've been doing it a number of years, okay? I did not do what I did in terms of size gains, eating 100% squeaky clean. I mean, that is a fucking pipe dream, man. And, and what makes it so hard now 
is, again, we have all these places that are spewing bullshit. You know, plant-based, 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 vegan. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Show me one person. I'll go to a local bodybuilding competition or I could take a trip maybe to Ohio to go to the fucking Arnold Classic or the Mr. Olympia. You show me one fucking person in that lineup that's a plant-based motherfucker. Try none. Try none. All right? Occasionally, we'll see like a YouTube video with that one guy. That one guy out of fucking millions of people. I do this and do that, right? That one individual who's usually extremely genetically gifted, you know, is getting results regardless. But for the bulk of the population, animal proteins, okay? Eggs, fish, ground beef. That's what they eat. You know why they eat it? Because it fucking works. It fucking works. Stop trying to reinvent the fucking wheel. You know, these people, they want to scare everybody into thinking, oh, you're going to die. You're going to get cancer. You, you know. Just shut up, man. Just eat. So like what that article was referring to, all right, and this guy is probably like not even listening. Actually, he probably is. He's like, he's probably hating on me at the same time. He's like, oh, shit, I got to take notes. I got to take notes. Oh, it's working, but I don't want to admit it's working because then I'll sound like I'm going against the grain. Well, that's what I'm about. I'm about giving you guys the fucking truth, not just the same bullshit everyone else is talking about. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's just lost in translation that I don't feel is covered real well in in physique building or or bodybuilding or whatever you want to call it, diet. Diet to me can mean building muscle. It can mean eating, uh, you know... Uh, burgers and pizza can mean eating nothing but skinless chicken and rice diet is how you're currently eating for the desired goal you want right desired goal here's the thing all right i know in theory it sounds like if you eat a little bit dirty you're going to gain nothing but fat and end up as you say 20 percent body fat and have to lose it all right for no reason when you could have been eating healthy foods the whole time the problem is, again, dude, you can't eat enough foods with, with just healthy, squeaky clean foods. People have lives. They have jobs. They have things to do. They have responsibilities. Not to mention, it takes longer to eat these foods. Sit down and try to eat a plate of fucking egg whites. Crack 10, 10 12 egg whites, right? Only about 250, 275 calories. Tell me how long it takes to eat that plate of egg whites compared to how long it takes to eat... I don't know, a bag of uh, Lipton Minute Rice or, um, you know, something a little more calorie dense. Uh, it could be a thing of fucking French fries or a sub. You tell me which one takes longer to eat. And you tell me how many more times you're going to have to eat a meal like that to hit the same calorie count that eating that one calorie dense meal gave you. So the problem that we have now is we have this theory of super nutrition. All right, and this has been an argument that started way back in the day, back in the Menser era. Super nutrition, which again, this isn't coming from me. This is Mike Menser. Uh, I'm a fan of some of Menser's work. I think he was a little overboard with some things towards the end. I think the guy was a little bit borderline crazy, but I do believe that there is no such thing as super nutrition. There's only such thing as adequate nutrition, which quote unquote came from Mike. Now, a lot of guys want to believe this theory that the more broccoli I eat, the better. The more chicken I can eat, the better. The more protein powder I can take, the better. The more vitamins I can take, the better. Why just take a men's one-a-day vitamin when I can, uh, you know, 
super vitaminize myself with these $40 packs of fucking bullshit vitamins that really you just piss out. You want to know why your piss is so fucking green when you take those things? You're pissing it all out. You're using like 10% of it. So this whole theory on super nutrition or super optimizing vitamin, whatever you want to call it, is fucking bullshit. It's bullshit. Oh, you bodybuilding, you lift weights, you need more vitamins, you need more of this, more of that. Actually, you know what? Newsflash, you don't need any. You can get it all from food. You don't need any. But people think that because they take this stuff that they're going to get better results. This is the reason, guys. This is the reason that, like, I don't know how many guys are, like, used to read bodybuilding magazines or I don't know, like, primarily what age bracket I'm talking to. But even, even online ads, okay? Why do you think they're so big on selling supplements? Because they don't fucking want you to figure it out. They don't want you to know that the key to building muscles, calories, number one. Protein's not. It's calories, right? Protein, as long as it's adequate, you will build muscle. But you have to have the calories to help facilitate recovery. It's energy in the tank. So guess what? When you start lifting bigger and you start getting stronger, you need more energy in the tank. I don't know why that's so hard for people to figure out. But the reason that you all you see is supplement ads, that's all you hear about. You know why? Because they don't want you to figure it out. They want you to eat the squeaky clean, bullshit spew diet that everyone says you need to eat and rely on supplements. Buy more supplements. Oh, I can't grow? Have you tried this new pre-workout? You're not using the right supplements. More and more supplements. To the point where these guys have these cabinets full of fucking supplements, but they don't have the discipline to fucking eat. Well, that's just not comfortable. I'm going to be sick. Fuck you. Quit being a pussy. When I was trying to build muscle, I had that theory. I had that thought process that if I don't fucking puke, I don't give a damn how miserable it is. I'm going to eat it and I'm going to keep eating this stuff until I see some fucking mass. That was my thought process. But no, we're in the land of the fucking pussies and fairies now. Oh my God, I just can't eat 10 egg whites and make me throw up. It's just so much food. And I only ate, I only ate two. And then I went to the vitamin shop and the lady said, she's 300 pounds, but she knows what she's talking about when it comes to building muscle. And she said, I need this and a testosterone booster. You're never going to do shit. You're a fucking bitch. You're never going to build muscle. The, the little bitch clan, the land of the bitches, they're the ones that leave comments like this. They're the ones like, you jumped to plant-based. And then, uh, you know, it's just, you're going to get fat. No, I see the total opposite happen. I see dudes that are so fucking paranoid and so worried about getting fat that they don't gain a fucking pound. They don't gain a pound of muscle because they're just like, they mind fuck themselves. Same way with gear. I've talked about this in the past. Everyone wants the perfect stack. Um, hey, hey, John, what do you think about this? What do you think? I could do this or I could do uh, this or I could do that. Which one do you think I need to do? I think you need to shut the fuck up. Stop contemplating with it. Stick the goddamn needle in your fucking glute and go lift. That's what you need to do. Stick the fucking needle in your ass cheek already. Shut the fuck up and go lift. God damn. Overthinking all this shit. I got an app and I plugged this into my app and it said that according to my app I should be up eight pounds by now, but I'm not. I'm only up to throw your fucking app in the trash. Break your phone. It's not helping. Everybody wants to be all scientific about this shit. And look, 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 I'm not saying, hey, I'm not saying I don't weigh my food. What I'm trying to like cut up, right? Like 
I'm always trying to stay lean most of the year with the exception of the past few weeks where I've gone off the rails a little bit, right? I've lived life a little bit. And I'm going to New Orleans in, uh, let's see, June. And I've never been. And I don't think I'm going to go to New Orleans. I'm sorry. I pronounced it wrong. New Orleans without eating something good, maybe having a couple drinks, right? But don't get me wrong. I do weigh my food. Like when I'm trying to lose some fat, I will weigh out my food to the exact fucking ounce. But the goals are different. I've been doing this a long time. The goals are different. Now, for someone that's a beginner, that's a fucking hard gainer, you need to shut the fuck up about specifics and exacts. You need to throw your bullshit app in the fucking trash. That, that doesn't make any sense. Throw your app in the trash. Yeah, just, just pull it out of your phone. Throw it in the fucking trash. That You know, in the online trash, in the internet trash, right? Because you don't need it. You're overcomplicating it. Now, if you're trying to diet, right? Like if you're trying to figure it out, all right? And you're trying to stay below a certain calorie count or whatever. And let's say you're just somebody with a busy lifestyle and it's just not realistic for you to prep every meal and bring it with you wherever you go. Because I get it, man. Some guys can't do that. I understand that. I'm not one of these guys, these trainers. It's like, yo, if you can't do this, you can't get results. Look, let's be real, man. You got to kind of make money. You got to support yourself. A lot of you guys got to support a family. I'm realistic. If you need help and the app can help you with that, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fucking idiot that thinks there's a goddamn shortcut to everything. Right? I mean, he can't memorize the food. Yo, a cup of oats is 300 calories and about 58 grams of carbs. You know why I know that? I fucking memorized the shit. Somebody could give me a say that here's an example of what I'm eating right now. Okay. And they could, they could shoot me a diet and I don't got to look at any of that stuff. Like right off the top of my head, dude, I could be like, that's how much protein you're getting. That's how many carbs you're getting. And that's how many calories you're getting. Or if I lay out a diet for someone to follow, I know this stuff. I know it like the back of my fucking hand because I don't rely on shortcuts. I don't rely on bullshit and stupid fucking technology. And you know, no, no offense to anybody that has something like this, but certain things like, um, the dumbass fit mirror that you look into and your virtual fucking trainer comes up, right? Like, I don't know if you're on lockdown or living in a fucking witness protection and that's the only way you can exercise, then fine. And if it's working for you, then great. But that is overcomplicating a simple fucking process when it's trying to build muscle. You don't need any of that shit. Why is it? Have you guys ever seen those videos, those guys in Africa that are working out in a stick built gym? And have physiques that would just put most people's physiques here to shame and they're fucking natural. Do you know why they're like that? Because they're busting their asses. And it's simplified. Gaining muscle doesn't need to be that hard. I'm telling you, if you're having trouble gaining mass, here's what you do. You fucking eat. Then you go to the gym and you fucking lift. Then you come home and I want you to eat some more. Then tomorrow, I want you to eat some more and go back to the gym and lift fucking heavier. And then next week... When you get back to the same exercise that you did this week, let's say it was a bench press, you throw on more weight. And if you can't do more weight, you fucking eat more, right? It's it's sometimes these things like uh, precede each other. So it's like the nutrition has to be enough for the strength to come. It doesn't always work the other way. It's not like magically get 20 more pounds on your bench that you pull out of your fucking ass just because you want it or you took a few more pills. And then, you know, it, sometimes it's the other way around. You have to eat the food to get the strength. Then, you know, one works hand in hand with the other. 
Back to what I was talking about, about guys that are afraid of getting fat. All right. Muscle. Muscle's a fat metabolizer. So if you go eat a cheeseburger, if you eat some pizza, if you eat some tacos or some spaghetti or something that's not perfect little fucking diet food, and you gain 20 pounds of mass over the course of a few months, it's not 20 pounds of fat. It might not even be fucking 10 pounds of fat. It might be four pounds of fat and 16 pounds of muscle. Because A, your metabolism's faster now. B, you've grown new muscles that you would have otherwise not have been able to get eating too fucking clean and not enough calories. That's what I'm trying to get through to you guys, all right? It, it kind of goes back to that old expression, uh, oh, he'll work it off. That's actually fucking true, man. I mean, like um, sit-ups. Take the sit-up, for example. To me, the sit-up is not just about getting abs. The sit-up is a marker of what level of shape you're in. How many fat guys do you know that bust out 100 fucking sit-ups? Like, probably none. There's a reason for it. The fucking gut gets in the way. So if you go to the gym, let's say you do like four sets of 25 sit-ups... Every time you go to the gym, then guess what? When that four sets of 25 turns into two sets of fucking 10, you might you might be getting a gut. When you get on that scale and it's up 30 or 40 pounds, your waist has grown like a tremendous amount. You can't see your dick and chicks no longer find you appealing. Maybe they never did anyway. I don't know. All right. You might be getting a fucking gut. Your face, your face is the quickest way to tell if you're putting on fat, right? Like if your face is getting bigger, this happened to me one year at the DMV, man. You know, we get so used to seeing it. My face didn't get bigger in the DMV. It just got bigger in the picture of my driver's license. We get so used to seeing how we look, like, day in and day out, that sometimes, like, we don't realize it, you know? Now, I don't know how people that are 400 fucking pounds don't know this, but, I mean, we sometimes we don't realize it. I got my picture taken for my driver's license. And when I saw that picture, I was like, what in the fuck happened to my face? I gained a lot. It wasn't that I didn't gain a lot of muscle. I shot up to like 250-something pounds. And it was like, all right, now it's time to hit the brakes. And that's something else I can talk about down the road is when is enough enough? Like, what's not realistic anymore because you don't have enough hormones or whatnot or possibly the genetics to even do it? When is enough enough? And that was the point I got to. But yeah, I did. In, in In that case, this guy's comment is accurate. Because I did have to diet off a lot of shit that I didn't need to put on. And like, listen, dude, if you're listening to this, you might not have understood exactly what that article was about. That article was for the guy who cannot seem to gain muscle mass. That wasn't for the dude who doesn't want to get fat or, you know, it's, you're not going to eat like that indefinitely forever. That's not what I was talking about. So look, I'm not mad at you. I'm just passionate when it comes to building muscle. So if you're listening to this, Try it out, man, because let me tell you something. I can remember a time where I thought the exact same thing. I thought I'm going to be getting huge and fat. I'm not going to gain quality muscle. And I kept eating and eating and eating and eating. And it was more like, dude, holy shit. Like, I should be fatter than this. But all anyone's talking about is I'm just turning into this big brick shithouse. They're not saying, yo, you're getting fucking fat. They're like, dude, you're getting fucking swole shit. And then I dieted for, let's say, 8 to 12 weeks, and I got ripped. And I will tell you guys that no matter how bad I've ever eaten and no matter how much weight I've gained, I've never had a diet longer than about 12 weeks to go from maybe average body fat to shredded, shredded. Like, 
visible abs and everything, striations and shit and, and all that. Never taking me more than 12 weeks. And and that was through phases where I was eating, um, instead of eating like regular rice, I would go, I remember I was real big on this about, about 15 years ago. I would buy those bags of rice. They were called Lipton side dishes. And like they had teriyaki flavor. I think that's why I hate teriyaki shit now. I just, I ate so much of it. Did they have sodium in them? Yeah, they were loaded with sodium. Loaded with it. But the sodium helped protect my joints. It helped me store a little bit more water, which you do need when you're training heavier. And you do have to train heavy to build your foundation. I'm sorry, but I think there can come a point where you're advanced enough that you know enough about uh, my muscle connection and muscle contractions and time under tension that you don't need to do that. But to build that foundation, yeah, you have to. You're not just going to go in the gym and, and lift a fucking bar, you know. And I don't care how many times you do it. There does come a point. You got to start adding weight on there, man. So, um, but Lipton side dishes. I would eat a bag of those every fucking day uh, for post-workout. And at the, at the time, I was probably in the gym five or six days a week. And um, I would I would eat a bag of those, like a whole bag, you know. And there might be three to four servings in a bag. I don't know. Might have been 100 grams of carbs. But it worked. I did it every day. Loaded with sodium. And uh, I would eat like a lot of ground beef. I would cook it on the George Foreman grill. It might be a half pound of ground beef and a whole bag of that Lipton side dish rice. That might have been my post-workout meal. It went against everything that everybody talks about. Oh, you don't want to have fats for your post-workout meal because that'll slow the digestion of the carbs and this and that. So what? I was burning through shit too fast anyway because I had a point. Where my metabolic rate was so fast that I was a hard gainer. It was hard. It was very hard to gain muscle mass. That's what I'm trying to get through to you guys when I when I talk about stuff like that. When I write those kind of articles, it's not saying that that's like, hey, this is the healthiest diet. It's not saying that this is the best way to have a great physique. I'm giving you a snapshot of something that I did in my early days when it was very hard to put on fucking muscle mass. And you know what? It worked. It worked so well. I've written about it and I help a lot of people get results from it. All right. I've never had, I will tell you guys this. I'll tell you guys this. Honest to God. I have never had anybody that I have trained that told me something didn't work. There might've been several people that fall off just because they realize this is harder than I thought. All right. And I don't really give a shit how hard it is. I train the way I know how to train. I train the, the best way to get results. Some people, I say, hey, I always joke around. I say, I got diet A, diet B, and a diet C. Diet A is a diet that's going to get you the results the absolute fucking fastest. And usually when I say diet, in this case, it is people that are trying to get shredded. I don't deal with a lot of people that strictly want to build because it's not a magic formula. It's not like, oh, well, John says I got to eat this and eat that. and eat. I mean, How do I tell the guy, hey, at 10 a.m., I want you to eat three slices of leftover pizza. At fucking 12.30... I want you to have one cup of rice. And then at two o'clock, I want you to have half a sub, right? I mean, I don't do that. But when it, when it comes to cutting up, then that's easier. Or when it comes to somebody who's maybe just getting into the gym and they do have some fat on their body and they don't know which way to go. Like, oh, I don't know whether to build or cut or this or that. I can help them with that transitional type diet. All right. I'm spot on with that kind of thing. In my opinion, I am. And I know exactly when to change things. Like, all right, you know what? This isn't working anymore. Let's do this. Uh, you're not responding to this. Let's add that. All right. But when it comes to building, man, 
a lot of you guys, you're just overcomplicating it. I'm friends with some of the strongest people in the world, okay? I'm friends with two powerlifters that are fucking world-ranked. I, I think one of them, only a couple people have beaten his uh, overall. He didn't do it eating clean. Now, hey, are powerlifters holding more body fat? Yeah, but you know what? They're also holding a hell of a lot more strength, and a lot of them are holding a lot more muscle, regardless of the fat that's covering some of it up, which, guess what? If being in a state of ultra lean with ripped abs was the best way for powerlifting, then uh, we would see more people like that. But apparently it's not, right? And I, I can see why it's not. It's not the look I want. But I've asked these people. I've asked them one-on-one, hey, man, what was your diet like when you were the strongest you ever were? And you would be surprised at some of the answers. You know, bull ice cream every night before bed, just ate like a horse, didn't give a shit what it was. You know, I mean, you see some of these guys in these videos like Brian Shaw, but I've seen videos of these guys like going to Denny's and stuff and eating and they're not looking at the menu saying, oh, well, no, that has too much fat in it. And that, that, no, that's not enough protein. It's like, yo, give me two of these. Give me one of these skillets and uh, bring me two chocolate milkshakes, right? Fucking simple. And guess what? If any of these guys wanted to diet up and get serious about getting ripped, what they would be left with would be a very big fucking physique, just lean. So don't tell me that you can't get bigger and you can't build muscle when you eat calorie-dense foods because it's fucking bullshit. So what I'm trying to say here, let me just close on this point right here. Stop overcomplicating it. The best thing you could do is make sure you get in, if it takes you 200 grams of protein and that's one gram per pound of body weight, then make sure you hit that And everything else is fair game. If you get on the scale and it doesn't move, fucking eat more. Instead of eating one bag of rice, eat fucking two. You know? I mean, now when you do start gaining fat and you're more fat than you are, you know, in terms of uh, muscle gain rate, then it's not healthy. Right? But I don't see anything wrong with short phases where you change the diet. You have to do something different. Couple pro bodybuilders. I'll give you two examples. One of them, when he was when he was on his way to going pro, you know how he fucking did it. You know how he built the size he needed to go pro to actually get ripped up and be a big motherfucker. The dude went to a fast food place three fucking times a day on top of everything else he was eating. Three times a day. I know another one, former Mister Olympia. Not just once, several times. Nobody probably knows this, but I know a couple people that are great friends with him, that know him personally. You know what that guy eats in his off-season? Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. A fucking shitload of them. A shitload of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. If I haven't said that yet. But no, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. No, you've just been fed bullshit. That's it. You've just been fed bullshit. And it's no fault of your own. It's just all these talking parrots that are repeating more and more bullshit. Take that as you wish. For the ones that actually fucking believe me and and don't think that I'm out here to harm you or somehow create a bunch of fat people that I'm never going to fucking know, try it out. All right, guys, train hard. Thanks for listening to me. I'm a little bit passionate when it comes to building muscle and getting results in the gym. So take care, train hard. Till the next time.